So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hope you're having an amazing day, and I'm really excited to jump into today's content. Um, you know, it's interesting when I when I first got into deep clean, and was just thinking about how I was going to help people in this area. One of the things my coach was really drilling into me was like, you have to kind of pick a group, a group to focus on, and you're not, you know, you're not like married to that group forever, <laughs> but you have to kind of start and focus on a particular area. And it's interesting because I didn't really know who I wanted to help. I was pretty sure I didn't want to work with women. I knew I wanted to help guys, but um, within men, there's lots of different facets. There's singles and there's people who are engaged or dating. There's people who are married. There's guys who are in school, guys who are working. There's uh, guys who have kids, guys who don't have kids. You know, there's lots of different segments uh, within this scope of, of masculinity and men's health and all that kind of stuff. And I don't, I still don't really know exactly. I can tell you for sure that, you know, a deep clean, we work with professional men ages 25 to 45. That's sort of our sweet spot. Married or not, doesn't matter. Kids or not, doesn't really matter. Um, we have both in the program. But, uh, but really, that's, those are the people we work with primarily. And as I've mentioned before, we have people in their 50s and 60s. They do just as well. Uh, we just don't find there's as many people in that demographic who are looking for our services. So that's why we've kind of um, narrowed it down to that, that smaller age group. But uh, I will say one of the things I've become impassioned with probably in the last two years especially is helping people who are single or dating just going through that season really well and a huge part of it is because I I loved being single and I really found a sweet spot as a single man just living my life you know and enjoying it and rarely wishing that I had somebody to share these moments with you know like I was just very present with myself really in the moment and knew that God would bring the right person into my life in the right time and that I didn't have to stress out and, and worry about it until then. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about handling singleness really well um, because some guys don't handle it well, you know, and then they get into a relationship and they have regrets later. Oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that um, or, you know, wh whatever it might be. And, and to be honest, that's a lesson learned for any season, anytime you spend a season of your life wishing that you were outside of it, you squander your opportunity in that season. And, and you will inevitably look back and say, I wish I would have done it differently. I wish I would have handled it better or had more maturity or just you know seize, seize the day, whatever it is. And all of that is to say that if you're single, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm on your side. I'm doing everything I can to help you. If you're not single, I think you should listen to this anyway. There's some good principles and some good concepts here that that will have an application in a relationship but I, as well and I, and I think I've mentioned this before but if you are in a relationship especially in a marriage part of your responsibility is to cultivate a healthy marriage between you and your wife that you can then impart to your own kids one day if you plan to have kids 
or to other people around you that are looking for mentors and models that they can emulate in their own relationships. That is a responsibility that we all carry. It's part of the, the great commission, you know, to, to disciple nations, you know, to make disciples means that in the areas where you are successful and where you are strong, you then help people um, grow in that area as well. And of course, the, the essence of discipleship really is Christ likeness. Um, and I would say having a healthy marriage is certainly a facet of that endeavor. Um, so I think everybody should be listening, but especially if you're single, I want you to listen up. Uh, th- this episode was inspired by uh, a member of our community who basically identified in his life. And, and by the way, I'm, I've mentioned this before, but just in case you didn't hear me say it, we, we do get permission from our clients to share their stories um, in general. And we always ensure that um, we, there's no client identifiers as we talk through. So you're not you're not always getting exactly how it happened or exact details. Sometimes we we change those to protect the privacy of our people. I just thought I would make that clear in case any of you were like, what the heck? Like he's just putting their stories out for the whole world to hear. Um, One of our clients identified that early on in his recovery process, he was feeling a lot of loneliness and loneliness would often drive him to watch pornography. Very common situation, very understandable, I would say. Uh, generally speaking, but especially during the pandemic. You can just imagine with all the isolation, uh, working from home and everything else. So he identified, okay, like I need good, healthy social interactions. He was dating at the time, but the dating relationship was not satisfying all of his needs. I know, shocker, like who knew that a romantic relationship would not fully meet every single one of your needs. Um, And so he, anyway, so he realized, okay, I need to plug in. So he really started to get intentional, you know, about just cultivating um, a healthy social life, you know, and and building meaningful friendships and showing up for his friends and checking up on them and um, being there when they needed to be and just contributing, you know, and and really, uh, really doing that well. And what he's found a year later is that um, that romantic relationship ended pretty early on in his journey with us, actually. It ended and after it ended, he really started to invest in his social life, you know, and and that was a good thing for him and it's been really life-giving, but he is feeling this romantic void and he can't help but wonder if he had a romantic relationship, maybe, just maybe, his life would be better. Now, I don't know if you can relate. I think this is a common experience of a single individual. I think especially when you have people around you that are getting hitched, Um, you know, to give some perspective, I attended 70 of my friends' weddings before I had my own. So I watched a lot of friends get married and a lot of them tie the knot. And that can be a challenge, you know, when you see all these people getting hitched and you're still single and you start to wonder like, is there something wrong with me? Or what am am I doing that I need to correct? Uh, Am I, maybe I'm just unlovable. When is my time gonna be God, you know? It's easy to go to all those places. And I think that's a little bit about kind of what this client was experiencing. That's at least a little bit of it. He was just feeling sorry for himself and feeling hopeless in the matter. So I really appreciated his honesty. I loved the the awareness of like, okay, I've, I've handled the social thing well. That area feels really healthy, but I'm still unsatisfied. And 
we sort of started poking around and we thought, okay, well, what would a romantic relationship offer you? You know, what is the actual void here? Have you just self-diagnosed that everybody else has a relationship and they're happy? I'm unhappy, therefore I need a relationship. You know, like what is the logic here? And as we start to poke around a little bit, and I say we because um, in our calls, like it's a communal experience. It's not just me asking all the questions, giving all the advice. It's I facilitate and our coaches facilitate the calls. But really it is about each other, you know, working and kind of masterminding through the different issues and the problems that come up in their lives. So anyway, we're poking around and it turns out that what this client really was looking for was validation. Interesting, isn't it? So it, it turns out that the actual need is validation. The obvious solution for him was a romantic relationship. It was this idea that if I had somebody, I would feel validated, right? I would feel accepted. I would feel loved and lovable. And I'd be able to just, you know, validate, I guess, experience that validation as a person and an individual. So the question then is, are there ways to experience validation apart from a romantic relationship? And when that question was posed to him, I think it was really clear to everybody, himself included, that the answer was yes. Like a romantic relationship was his diagnosis. That's not actually what he needed. He needed validation. And there's a myriad of ways to experience that. Now, I, I really want to emphasize here that we all have a need, a, a fundamental need to be validated. We all have it within us. And you and I will seek validation. Whether it's in healthy ways or unhealthy ways is up to us. And it's shaped by our conditioning and our environment and family, climate, culture, a whole bunch of stuff. But the bottom line is we are desperate to know that we are enough, that who we are is acceptable, and that we, we do not need to conform or to change to experience somebody's love of us. All of that is summed in this term validation. I believe that the only way you really experience healthy validation is if you have someone validating you who does not change their mind, who is right 100% of the time, and somebody who is perfect in their ability to contribute to their relationship with you. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say that porn validates you. So you, you have this fear of rejection. You don't want to really put yourself out there with women whether you're single and you know putting yourself out there means trying to get dates and date somebody or whether you're married and putting yourself out there means opening up emotionally to your wife you don't want to do that much easier to just go to porn because porn there's no there's no risk there's no risk of rejection you're guaranteed to get what you want and to get that validation and you don't have to pay any price for it so it offers you that validation Right? You get it in the moment. We all kind of know that you know, that validation is not going to last. It doesn't work out forever. But it sort of gives you the validation in the moment. After you experience the validation, how do you feel? Well, you don't feel validated at all. You feel empty. You feel worse. You feel shamed. You're self-loathing. All that kind of stuff. Why? Because your source of validation was inferior. Your source of validation has a limitation. 
The limitation in this case is that there's no heart behind the experience. So it's not actually validation that you get from porn. What it is, is a lack of rejection. Two very different things. Now, let's, let's use a different example. Let's say that you, you look to your significant other exclusively to get validated. The question, of course, is can your significant other perfectly love you? Can they love you exactly the way you need it? Can they see all your faults and all of your failures and still love you exactly the way you need it? Um, can, they, can they impart to you a sense of value, self-worth, acceptance, and unconditional love that supersedes your own validation and acceptance and unconditional love towards yourself? That's what we're trying to ask. Now, if the answer is yes, what it means is that individual can actually impart something to you. It means they can offer you validation that is going to elevate your sense of self. It's going to put a deposit into your bank account of self-esteem or whatever you want to call it. But of course, we know that no human is actually perfect in these regards. The only person you can turn to to get that validation is Christ. It's God. It is letting God perfectly love you. And you may observe some of the language of the podcast lately has really emphasized this point of letting God love you the way you were meant to be loved. It's a big, big deal. So if you are single or you're married and you're having a hard time experiencing healthy intimacy, I just want to let you know a romantic relationship is not the answer. The design is that you and I in our brokenness and our imperfections Turn to God, a perfect source of validation, a perfect source of love. And as we are loved perfectly by Him, as we are validated unconditionally by Him, we start to grow as men, becoming you know, men of internal strength, men of integrity, men of confidence, men of, of self-esteem, you know, just healthy self-esteem that is marked by humility. And we no longer seek another person to get something. Instead, we show up to give something. Huge difference. See, the problem with the thinking of, I need a romantic relationship to validate me, is that that framework basically says, what can I get from the relationship? You become a consumer by default. And anytime you're a consumer by default going into the relationship, you are at a disadvantage. The relationship is unstable from day one. So if you think a spouse is going to complete you, your your dating relationships will always be dysfunctional. Always. It's impossible for them to be perfectly functional with that kind of a paradigm. We are meant to show up to relationships to give. Now, of course, you're going to get things in return. Of course, you're going to receive. But when that is your primary goal, that's when it becomes a problem. So if you are single and you catch yourself thinking, oh, if only I had this to validate me, I want you to stop and I want you to ask yourself, what would it look like to be validated in that regard right now apart from the relationship? And if you're married, it's all the more true. You must go to God first to receive your love and your acceptance. Your spouse will love you. They will accept you. But again, your job is to show up to your marriage to impart, to provide. 
not to take. So we go to God first. He is our bottomless well that we continue to draw from. All of the validation, all of the identity, all of the security that we need is in Him. And as we do that, we then become men who are full, men who are wholehearted and have something to bring to the relationships. And our connections become a lot more healthy as a result. So I just want to encourage you, you know, uh, we all go through these seasons. And I, I mentioned like when I was single, I had reached a place where I, I legitimately felt comfortable in my own skin and I could handle rejection and I, I wasn't waiting for somebody to come and complete my life. And I think it really worked out favorably in our dating relationship as a result when Shaloma and I got together. But I have found myself in some of those um, deficient areas in marriage where I am sometimes going to her and waiting for her to validate me or, or to you know give me a sense of approval or identity. And I have to catch myself and say, no, 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 that's not, it's not her job. And I don't want to be a taker in this relationship. I, I need to go to God. I need to get those validations met there. I need to you know, learn to experience healthy intimacy there, connection there, all of those things I need to get from God. And when he stays as my priority, everything else in my life aligns and calibrates. And that's why for me, I spend an hour with God every weekday because I, I know that it is what is required for me to be healthy in my relationships. It's required for me to be effective in my business. And it's required for me to complete my purposes and, and the purposes that God has put on my life. So, so all of it is to say, guys, never lose sight of the main thing. One of my mentors said is it is imperative that the main thing remains the main thing. And that's capital M. Uh, that, that God is our first pursuit. And as long as he stays priority in our life, everything else will align and calibrate. Guys, that's everything for today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're single, I want to encourage you, man. You can do this. You got this. Enjoy singleness. It is a gift from God. And if you really see it as an opportunity instead of a deficiency, you will be amazed at the thrills and the fun that you have in your single life. And I promise when you're on the other side and you're married, you're going to look back at those times with great fondness. You're not going to have any regrets or any remorse wishing that you would have done it differently or, or taken some more risks or tried some more projects or traveled the world or whatever it might be. So that's everything for today, guys. Have an amazing day. I'm cheering you on. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes 
But let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash VIP. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.